0: So I am so honored and proud to be your coach. coach so late, they can send us to the moon!
1: Okay, should we start? Yeah. It's 9 o'clock. No, let's wait a few
2: minutes. No, let's go.
0: Yes.
2: We are live, baby, but we are also on tape. We are deeper down in the bowels of this music. Chris Folds, Bennett, Greg the Engineer, Magic Mike, and Bill at the Controls, Full House, episode 82 of Kamloops last week, 82.
3: 82, 82, you know, that is, that's the, that's the, the year that the Canucks broke most people's hearts for the first time when the Harold uh, steps passed the puck in Islanders? overtime and Bossy scored in the game one the Canucks could have won that game yeah they got swept in four that was the second time Folsey cried when the uh, when the Canucks broke his heart the first time was a few years earlier when they lost a best of 3 to the Buffalo Sabres in the old 1 versus 16 format and of course since then the Canucks have done nothing but do the wrong thing including now winning when the games mean nothing when they should be losing on purpose
1: it's a beautiful day here there 1982
3: 82 right oh yeah yeah van halen
1: little van halen rewriting a roy Orbison
3: song that's right pretty woman oh it reminds me of my high school days. i remember this <clears throat> made me
1: want to play guitar more
3: maybe want to go drink in the park yeah it's it's not one did. of my
2: favorite tunes what? No. You have no, no clue.
3: No clue whatsoever. I got a lot of clue. This one's no. not so well, good. You know what? Uh, it's Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison like, they call him Pope Roy Orbison because he was like one of the greatest of all time. It's he's, kind of a soft cover. He's right below Elvis <laughs> Presley, but you wouldn't know that because I know, you, you listen but the to the King. This
2: I grew up with the King, pal. Yeah, yeah, King the James. Musical James Bible, Awakening. Maybe. That too, big time. <laughs> Actually, I got out of the King James when I found Elvis. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a good cover. It's a it, great cover. It's
1: so hard to have this conversation with somebody that knows so little about music but so much about sports. That's true. I <laughs> that's don't want to have him come at me on the sports end. Well, you probably won't You're probably, like I I won't, go after him you're probably a
3: guy game. who thinks that Sammy Hagar and Van Halen was a good idea, but I don't I have my musical <laughs> knowledge. Question. That just was a bad song, flat out. It's not a good, bad song. Do you like Roy Orbison? It's all right. All right. Yeah, I got no problem with Roy No Orbison. one had a voice like Roy Orbison. Nobody, not but even The else. cover
2: isn't very good. Everybody knows What's that. What's wrong Everybody with the cover? The oh. cover's great. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> we bow to nobody. We bow to no sponsors on no this sponsors show. No sponsors on this show.
1: It's, nope. it's, it's disgusting when people say things like, listen, uh, there's a, a sponsor coming on, and I don't really care, you know, it's just. I
2: we just bow to wanna... no sponsors on the show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Next week, we bring on officially, this is just a preview of our brand new sponsor. The car of the people, for the show of the people, Volkswagen. Volkswagen. They're coming on. They are sponsoring the Magic Mirror, brought to you by... Volkswagen! Volkswagen. So thanks very much to Terry Lowe and the crew. Tara Holmes, we have to give her some credit. She helped out with the process. So She sure did. They yeah. come on next week. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. That's your new main duty. Welcome back, Greg the Engineer. Um, okay. Mike. Oh. Yes. New building and not where it needs to
1: be well it, it's it's still in the works okay. uh but uh, yeah we're, we're we're expanding of course you know river Song's really grown like like mad uh we've got a lot of crazy growth plans going on uh, uh and we just need a gross amount of space so unfortunately uh in cantaloupe we can't find the building we, we've put out public c- cries for help and uh we found a, a building just outside of town and, and uh, that's gonna be where we're gonna expand our new Pacific line of guitars.
2: Sycamus. Sycamus, yeah. And this has a lot to do with money, prices of, of property in, in town?
1: It, there, there's a couple things going on, but one of the things is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I could spend $27,000 a month to keep that production line here in Kamloops or have no mortgage in Sycamus. That's, that's a big, big
2: difference. It's a growing company. People love the company. Mm-hmm.
1: We're, we're Wouldn't it be Kamloops. great
2: to keep it here? And, and can you get someone to give you a break? The city of Kamloops, maybe, or somebody out there.
1: Maybe the city's got some dealio going on. Instead of putting in a car wash where uh, Greyhound's going, where it was, maybe they could uh, cut a dealio on some property or something It's Right now, it's actually cheaper to build than it is to buy a building. So, But the problem is you can't uh, find a lot, and the time it takes to build something is um, is like years so uh how, how do you deal with that when you have a, a timeline to deal with too right
2: okay and then sycamus like two hours from here hour and 40 minutes we're not gonna be going there for the show you're still gonna have a no, building here
1: we, we still have our shop here uh nothing's not not a lot's changing here warehouse space is going to be uh in sycamus there's going to be uh more um our new production line of Pacific Series guitar is going to be done in, in Sycamus. Um, and we're also uh, going to be starting to do uh, fiberglass drums which That's Sycamus right. has uh, generational knowledge of fiberglass.
2: Plus so you're going to be most importantly closer to your houseboat.
1: Closer to my boat. That That's also the helps too. main
2: thing here. <laughs> I've got a question for Bennett, Greg and Bill. Does your boss, does Mike ever make you do things Uh-oh. that are supposed to be beneficial. These changes that are supposed to advance the company, but it's just a big boondoggle. I mean, <laughs> like technological updates that really aren't pushing forward.
1: Bill, do you have anything you want to say about that? No, I'm uh, thinking... <laughs> Greg, you want to say, go ahead, you can say, be honest. Uh, Bennett. No, Everything's all good. Because yeah. my
2: boss here, Foldsy, and I, and we had a brief conversation yesterday in the office about this, keeps on changing things the cut lines in our newspaper. So a cut line in a newspaper explains the photo. That's it. It's a couple sentences. And there's a photo credit. And it's every new week, it's here and then it's down there. And the way we do dates in the paper, it's in brackets and then it's not in brackets. It's a constant change. Mm-hmm. Why?
3: Well, without change, you die. You wither. So we have to keep changing with the times. and. Uh uh, well we got to change up you know we're a weekly newspaper like a news magazine we're making it look like now we're um, we we're, online we have all the breaking news like everybody else does but the weekly paper is no longer three times a week like we used to be no longer like the daily news every day where you know everyone knows when Tuesday and Wednesday is so we are going the way the magazines do and you you and instead of saying days we say dates it's, it makes perfect sense to me the uh, the cutline thing for most readers this is deep in the woods that that's just deep in the weeds that's just a but that's
2: a, my that's my point that's it's a stop so the preference. readers don't Care. No, but I and care. It's just it's uh, change there and change there. Nobody else cares. No, and but I it- care, and I'm the editor, and that's all that matters. So there you go. But you also don't like things like uh, the website host that we have. We're constantly changing that. We go to Polipoli, which I called Gallipoli because it was. Wow, well,
3: <clears throat> that's beyond my pay pay grade and my brain power. That's that's our overlords who keep changing stuff on the on the background side, which we all we all hate, and it's all about you know saving money and trying to find efficiencies, and
2: usually it adds up to neither of the two. Mike, do you have any thoughts <clears throat> on this?
0: You no. Know? <laughs> Have you
2: just been holding a Volkswagen van up the whole time? No,
1: I, I wouldn't do that. That's, that's weird. But, but I am excited about our new sponsor. Yeah.
2: Okay, so us three again last weekend. It was another busy weekend for us, wasn't it, Mike?
1: It was. Yeah. We um, we decided to see who could hold their breath the longest. And and that's that's not only it's it's a, a challenge to hold your breath and, and uh, but it's also an honesty thing because sometimes you can
2: well and i was able to do that while eating a chicken big mac mm. i just had to up my nostrils
1: i'm so excited about the chicken big mac and i know you are the reason why you're holding your breath was because you're eating it so fast it just, <laughs> yeah.
2: and then we took down uh we went to Gords appliance and mattress center we just tossed folds into a washing machine and to see if he could keep his breath and be turned on to the spin cycle they're
1: well sealed they don't leak
2: they don't leak at all all. i could could barely yeah they
3: they 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 don't they don't leak and uh, and i came out and um i was wet and i was cold so of course i had to grab myself Hot coffee? Hot coffee to warm me up again, yeah. You know? And by that point, I had lost. I'm out. I lost the I lost The, the didn't last very long. No. Nope. no. not a team player.
2: No, he, in fact, he was so tired, he, he fell down and had a great sleep on a ceiling the mattress. Mattress. Oh, the
3: mattress. So I couldn't remember my dreams. It was so comfortable.
2: But you were dreaming. I know I remember them. Yeah. You were dreaming about club cars. No, that's you were dreaming right. about yes. club car that's vodka. The berries. The berry and, crush. And, and the, the peach melba, the sea breeze, the pineapple mojito, the carousing that you do as well. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: Well, carousing, I was out on uh, Monday night and who did I run into at a great jazz show in town? Our very own Bill. Oh. enjoying a great jazz show me and my wife were there and uh, it was fantastic at the Effie, the Effie is the place to be in town Lots lately. Of cool Did stuff you guys
2: take a little break during the intermission go to back to your uh, VW van and have a little puff?
3: No but we went out to our um, to our uh, Herbie the love bug thing me and my wife and we had a little smooch in the love bug and then went back into the show. My so sister um,
2: is a Volkswagen driver yes she's probably gonna be mad at me for telling the story but one time she, she drove it right into uh, her garage oh. just uh, Thought it was in and you know what and, and was you know drive.
3: what the door was damaged the volkswagen unscathed that's how it tough was these was the They're safety tough. is yes. amazing yeah yeah
1: we, we should challenge the world genius, guinness guinness <laughs> book of records for how many people have been in a volkswagen
3: How's how many others you know this answer oh
2: 25 25? Yeah, 25 people into one bug in, one bug One
1: yeah.
3: bug. yeah
2: amazing and did you know that the volkswagen dealership in town it's the only 100 percent locally owned dealership left in kamlips
3: and did you also know that Volkswagen has been in Canada exact number of years the BC Lions have been alive? <laughs> we 7 We don't buy it. And
1: they own uh, Lamborghini yep. as well as one of their brands. Yes. Uh,
2: Audi? Porsche?
1: Porsche?
3: Porsche. Audi, Audi, I think. Audi. Bennett knows. knows.
2: Bennett knows. And there's, yeah.
1: one more. there's one more. Do you drive a Volkswagen, Bennett? Ducati? No. Bugatti? What do you drive? Yeah,
2: I don't uh, not sure. Hyundai? Hyundai. Greg? Chev. Chev. What do you drive, Mike? Multiple rigs? Uh,
1: I got an old Buick that I drive in the summers and a Jeep uh, that I drive uh, the rest of the day. And I love my van. Oh, yeah, God the van. You, I have a van I love so much. It's
2: Absolutely. probably being broken into as we speak. As Bill, as we speak. Oh, what do you yeah. drive? Honda. Yeah. Honda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. We, we haven't we'll even have introduced out our, out our show. That's, that's a problem. <laughs> we, we've talked a lot about our sponsors <laughs> and not one thing about who's on our show today. So let's talk about that. The gaffer, Vanny Sartini.
0: Because it's, that's the only way to make the three points tonight. So... <laughs>
2: Vancouver Whitecaps head coach. Hard times right now. How's he doing? We'll Hard. talk to him.
3: Yep. Mustard Seed. Kelly Thompson. He runs the uh, the Mustard Seed, the social agency in town that helps those who need help, and he'll be talking about all sorts of things related to that um,
2: uh, that demographic. Cool. I also went last weekend to the provincial short track speed skating championships. Kelowna Long Blades hosted them, and it was actually really cool to see some of these kids like it's like you have to be a valedictorian or a polished public speaker or a math genius to be in this club these kids were so impressive i left with a big smile on my face and we're going to play some video f- um, from that and uh, you can find the results in our newspaper our fantastic newspaper and online camloopsthisweek.com. what do we got uh, front page today? Front page. We got a feature on um, actually it's a feature on technology and
3: childcare, early learning, and how they deal with the technology—the good, the bad, and the others. And there's a really interesting story in there. Brian Massey did it. Did it three stories. And the story I like the best is Little Fawn Nursery on the Tecumlips Reserve. They uh, they talk about how they use technology to, um, to to teach the kids. And but the cool thing is they're resurrecting a language there, and their technology is helping them resurrect a language that is being lost because as the elders die fewer people speak the native language.
2: Well, we had Shane Goffritson on and he was talking yeah. about um, with the money that they're going to get.
3: Uh, yeah, from the from the settlement, yeah. they, that's what they want to do. They want to build it. I know they teach the language in, uh, in, I think Valley View was the last I heard, um, but they want to really, uh, and you can go to first, uh, firstvoices.com, uh, if you go there you can actually take short courses to learn, anyone can do it, just basic phrases. Uh, of the, uh, of the uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce it, but it's the, uh, the Sequequeque, Sequequeque, Um language. It's a longer word. It's hard to pronounce, but it's really, really cool. They have images of coyotes, and, you know, if you go up to True and you see the stop signs, it says a steal. That's stop in, in the language. So you can go from there, and um, they're doing this really cool thing at the daycare, also at the Slep School of Excellence. So you're trying to save a language. You know, they say that every year, or every month, like, uh, every year, X amount of languages are lost that's on Earth. sad, eh? You know, and so this is a great thing they're doing yeah, there. Yeah, that's
2: sad. <clears throat> we do have a couple minutes before we get to Vanny. Um, Blazers last night, did you listen to the broadcast? Uh, uh, Greg, Greg was watching the Ducks play.
3: Yeah, he was watching the Ducks tank for Bedard that the Canucks should be doing. <laughs> um, yeah, the Blazers were in Seattle playing probably the best team in the entire... The number one ranked game. team. Number one ranked team, and uh, and they, they came out on top three, three to two in a shootout, they right? They won in a shootout. They, they're up
2: two nothing. Stan Kovan was injured in the second period. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's going to be serious. They had no Dalen Kiefler. Yeah. He's Dylan out for Ernst a Ernst let a soft one in early, but he bounced back, made some big saves. What I wanted to talk about, though, this broadcast, we had him on last week. He's my buddy. I'm um, biased and everything, but Keen was on fire. Mm-hmm. He was on fire because <laughs> this game, as mm-hmm. the game went on, there were was some wasted fans right in front of him, and his broadcast booth in Seattle, it's, it's right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And one guy was just in his mic, Blazers suck, like yelling mm-hmm. at him. Keen can get fired up. He yep. kept it together pretty good, but he started ripping on this guy in the broadcast. He mm-hmm. so too many drinks, and it just, the whole atmosphere, like it was like you were in the rink, So. Shout out to my guy, John Keane. I think he... You mentioned it. I think he's the best he is the in the best. Western he is
3: world. And, and that's not... Me, others have said the same thing. And um, uh, interesting, <laughs> la, interesting last night, interesting thing is that uh, I was surprised at how, how low the attendance was. You have two of the best teams in Canada. Kent. And they got like 3,300 people or night. something. Still. But still, yeah. I it's a nice arena. It's a
2: newer arena. Keane, too. He would have been right over Yeah. Like to this... As he's calling well, the Well, there was
3: game. that Kelowna yeah. rocket story, right? Where he was, was he fighting with the guy with a horn or something? The Kelowna
2: gold horn guy, there's some yeah. history there. Marty the Marmot in Victoria, the mascot there, <laughs> some history there. Uh, yeah, some good good times and good memories yeah. with John Key Running Key. hot. Hit the. Running in, hot. Ma- the Marty America. the Marmot? Marty the Marmot is the Victoria Royals mascot.
1: Oh, I thought that was like a nickname from uh, college or something like uh, that. <laughs> no, <the Marmot.
2: laughs> no. Okay, that's been good. Let's move on to last week, this week with Vanny Sartini. It's brought to you by Gord's Appliance. Mattress Center. We have, you know, this wonderful whirlpool here. Um, And if you want something in a lower price range, I do have a floor model for sale right here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna
3: have a look inside here. um, Oh, always knock first, just in case there's a salad dressing inside.
0: i I'm never, kind of looking at him. it just
4: and cracks me up.
3: Funny story, I had a gentleman in here yesterday and he brought his blanket in. He was here three times,
2: and I finally realized he was an undercover cop. <laughs> Steve's dad jokes are undeniably painful, but there is nothing, nothing cringeworthy about the service at Gorge. <laughs> Vanny Sartini, manager of the
0: Vancouver Whitecaps. How are you doing today, Vanny? Very good. Very good. Excited for tonight. So really
2: good. Good. Before we get to tonight and soccer, I wanted to ask you about uh, your father. He was a photo archivist for a newspaper. Yeah. Which newspaper yeah. was that? La Repubblica. So did you grow up with an interest in, in media?
0: Yeah, actually, actually, yes. I, I love media. I, uh, my major in college is actually communication, so it's, uh, it's something that I've been uh, surrounded. Uh, they, they told me, I don't remember, they told me when I was like five, they, I had this big newspaper and I was trying to read everything, when, uh, and I put it on the floor of the house and trying to read everything, so that's, uh, I always had this big uh, interest in, uh, in media. I'm
2: wondering how your job now has changed your view on media. Has it? Oh, well, not too much.
0: I actually like, I actually uh, enjoy the uh, the media part because I, I think that is uh, uh, one of the moments where uh, you can I would say let's say bring your message uh, to the fans even directly. And then of course, uh, I don't agree with uh, sometimes with some of the members of the media say about our team but it's it's, it's normal so that's okay
2: <laughs> yeah there's been some criticism it's an 0-2 start for the team i'm wondering who when times aren't going so well who is your closest confidant
0: well my wife for sure uh and uh well i think big shout out to her in the sense that uh, uh, she takes all my uh I would say, I don't want to say negativity, but also all my flow of emotions. When you are in a leader of a group, you need always to be uh, kind of centered and balanced and uh, in front of them and even in front of the against media and everything. So when you're home, you're, you're really yourself. Then, uh, of course, uh, you were talking about my dad before. I, I have a conversation with him too, and, uh, and, and I have a big group of friends. Uh, in uh, in Italy, uh, that uh, that they also support me a lot. So that's uh, that's 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 a good support system.
2: You you mentioned advice from your dad. Can you share a tidbit, even if it's something that you remember from growing up, on how he encouraged you to deal with um, adversity?
0: Well, the, the 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 easiest one is to if you believe that's a thing that the thing is uh, is the right thing to do, keep working on it and. Uh, um, but the, the most important thing I would say it's also the fact that uh, so he played also as a semi-professional level and he was a he's a goalkeeper coach and, and and everything so he's been in the game a lot and he always said had to me that uh, even if you're a coach it's uh, it's not your team it's the players team and in the and it's the and uh, you need to find even sometimes there are things that you want to solve the solution are not the ideal thing that you think, you need always to adapt on the right moment.
2: Your team has played some wonderful football and uh, yeah. come out on the losing end. So what positives are you taking away from the start of the season?
0: Well, You know, the first game against Arsenal was very good, to be honest. Uh, we are uh, developing a style of play that we want to do and we think that is going to make us successful. Uh, we are uh, playing well with the ball, we are pressing well, we are creating a lot of chances. Unfortunately, we haven't uh, exploited all the chances that we have in in uh, in both the games. Uh, at the end of the first half, we could have been at least two zero, and uh, and we we didn't kill the game, and uh, that's uh, that, has, that our main mistake. Because of course we, we play in a league that is very hard, and uh, uh, it's uh, if you don't. Uh, uh, exploit your chances when uh, when you have it. Uh, sooner or later, the other team comes back.
3: Uh, you grew up in Florence, I believe, right? Yes. And uh, I, I was there four years ago, and it's probably the greatest city I've ever been to. So beautiful, and uh, you probably supported Fiorente, uh, the, the team yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Yes. So. You've been in MLS for a few years now. Where, where would MLS be on the uh, on the level? Uh, it wouldn't be Serie A, of, uh, obviously, or, or the Premier League. But where is MLS seen from people in Europe now? Has it risen? And what, what caliber would it be equal to in in a European league?
0: Well, you know, MLS, I think now has risen a lot. I, I came here in twenty at the beginning of twenty sixteen, and so now this is my seventh year. I was I worked three years with a. With a U.S. Federation and then for the Ycaps, uh, and I saw like an enormous growth in seven years. It's like uh, at the moment uh, I can tell you because uh, so I worked in uh, professional soccer in Italy before coming here, and uh, I think that you're right. We are not still at the level of being on a top league, on uh, one of the top five leagues in Europe. So you know, the Bundesliga, they said yeah, the Premier League, La Liga, League One, so are much are better than MLS, but we, mm-hmm. we need to be on it. But any MLS team uh, won't uh, uh, will not be, I would say, a fish out of water in the second division of this tournament. So the second division of Germany, the second division of yeah. England, the, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. The, the, the second division of Italy. So they would be that would be okay there. And I think that the, our best team in MLS, I would say, like Los Angeles and Philadelphia, they were the two best team last year. They could play in Syria.
2: This is a massive game for the club tonight, yeah. uh, CONCACAF Champions League. I'm wondering though, do you think that the general Vancouver sports fan really is invested in this type of game, the non-league game? And what's your take on how the fan base uh, is tuned into these type of um, non-league games?
0: Well, we need to educate more the fans about it, and uh, it's uh, it's on us, to be honest, to to do it because it's not in the North American culture to think that soccer as you have uh, the league, but also you have the cup, and you and you have and you have also the international competition. So I give you an example. Uh, last year, so we are in the we are in the Concacaf Champions League because we won the Canadian Championship last year, and the Canadian Championship last year were we had to win four games until the final there was uh, basically uh, not too much interest from the fans in Vancouver but then we promote the game of the final in a way we educate them to, to tell them that it was a very big important thing for the team for the club to win a trophy that it wasn't we didn't have a trophy since 2015 that the stadium the stadium was packed everyone remembers that that night of one of the most beautiful night for the White caps in the in the in the last year so i think that uh, we need to make some uh, strides in the sense of uh, educating the the north american uh, public that uh, soccer is not only league uh, because that's how they are uh, wired in sense of uh, uh, all the other major sports in, in north america with the nfl the nhl the nba and so on but uh, there's a very important uh, competition that uh, also go uh, away from the league. And, and the Champions League is really important. Just to give you an example, last year Seattle won and they had uh, the right to play in the World Cup uh, like a month ago, playing with the top team in the world. So that's uh, that's actually uh, a thing that uh, that is really, really important for us. The
2: last time I talked to you, things were going very well for the club. And I was asking you about your bubbly personality and your joya de viveri. <laughs>
3: is yeah. it
0: still there? yeah 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 of, cu- of course guys of course it's of course it's like uh, you are uh, focused on your job on your uh, uh and uh, there's uh and there's up and down when uh, when we uh when you lose when things are not going well but at the end it's still it's still soccer so you know that's uh it's uh it's as I say every time. It's the most important thing of my life, but it's not my life. So that's uh, the important thing. Is that uh, that's a, a lot of things that are going well, and, and I'm enjoying life, uh, uh, even when uh, when uh, when we lose. Of course, I'm not not the day after the, day after the <laughs> game because I'm destroyed like su- Sunday. I was destroyed to be honest. But uh, but from Monday we, we get recharged again. So
2: I, I love uh, your motivational speeches. I'll play a little clip here.
0: Stay in the game Against this defense. We can score two goals in the last 10 minutes. So we need to stay in the game, till the end. because tonight we win. Even if down down
2: Tonight, do you have anything up your sleeve for your motivational speech that you can give us a preview, or does this just come to you on the spot and you just say what's ever on your mind? Well, it comes on the
0: spot, but what I thought for tonight will be mostly, uh, as I told you before, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like uh, like an anticipation. Like <laughs> I'm gonna play them the in the clip also when we scored the the final penalty last year when we won the Canadian championship. That's the reason why we're here tonight. Mm-hmm. So remembering the joy, the togetherness, the. Uh, the sense of accomplishment that we get last year in order to say, hey, we can do it also this year, too. And uh, uh, having this kind of uh, positive uh, uh, visualization in order to, I would say, also remove a little bit of uh, uh, down uh, feeling that we have at the moment after the two losses and, and try to get into this week. That is very important, not only for today, but also for Saturday with Dallas. And get as many wins as we can from the first one to the second one to the third one to the end of the game because for sure we're gonna do a great game. So, su andiamo, pisciamo. <laughs>
3: Anything else, Chris? Just one last thing uh, if you can try to get promotion and relegation in soccer in North America, I love it, it's a great thing.
0: <laughs> I actually, to be honest, uh. Uh, uh, I think that uh, as a soccer fan is the normal way to do it. I, I don't think it'll never happen. Uh, but it'd be great it if it was never here. Yeah. I, I, between me and you, I think it will happen if MLS is going to be open also to the Mexican team. And then now we have sixty teams, and then we have a big, a big. Yeah, uh, they have the Mex- like
3: tiers. Yeah,
0: and then we have tiers. Yeah, that's oh. that's for me. That's 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 my like it's it's like a it's like. We are talking in front of an espresso and talking about yeah. soccer like this, so, but uh, I, I would love it. In, yeah, it,
2: uh, yeah. I, I should ask you actually one more one more question. The TRU Wolfpack, our university team in Kamloops, they just won the national championship, the U Sports championship. Did you hear about that at all? Do you have any or any connections to
0: Kamloops or to John Antalov? I know John very well because he's part of our academy center system, and uh, you know before before being the 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 head coach of uh, of the team i was the the head of the academy basically so i was in charge of uh, also the methodology so i had a lot of meetings with uh, with john i'm very happy i didn't know that they won the the, the national championship so i'm very happy for him because uh, he's a very good coach but also I a i love him as a man so it's a, i'm very happy for him.
2: okay vanny thanks for your time Andiamo. appreciate it
0: good and, luck that's Emil Andiamo.
2: thank you okay bye-bye. bye bye bye
3: there's a reason he, that guy is loved by so just, many people. He's so honest and he's so open and he's so thoughtful. I know. He's, just, he's, he's a good guy. Just,
2: he gives you the time of day. He yeah. cares about the answers. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope they win. I hope he stays. I'm getting jacked. I'm going to watch the game tonight. I wasn't going to. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mike's, Mike's going to watch it too. He's still there. Mike's right into it. Yeah.
1: I, I, I might watch. I, I'm interested in knowing uh, where, what part of Italy he's from, so I can figure out how we're related. But uh, full
3: Florence. Yeah, I think it's Fiorentina, the team that. Yeah, Fiorentina in Florence, and I, I was there in 2017, and I've never had. Well, I had a better trip, than what I've had a really great trip. Uh, it was it was the most beautiful city I've ever been to. Saw David and and I the. I went uh, to Italy. Um, Twenty. What else did you see? Uh, well, the the Uzi uh, Museum. The. Um, U- Uffizi, beautiful Ufisi. museum. You know, has all the. But David was the most incredible thing. Seeing the, sta- you come around the corner, you see all the unfinished Michelangelo stuff, and then at the end, under this dome, is David, and it would just put chills to chills down your spine. It was so food? beautiful. Food was the best in Italy. France was good too, but that, that was amazing. Italy, Italy. I, l- I love Italy. Too. Went to it. uh, yeah. to Rome, and then down to Sicily. Yeah. We Amazing. stayed uh, from yeah,
2: we Rome and then up to uh, Venice and drove
3: everywhere. I just everywhere, think in general beautiful?
2: the people are more colorful and interesting. Yeah, they're they're really nice. Maybe that's a generalization, but you know you go to Rome, it's just so everyone's so animated and colorful and and Italy was great and uh, themselves.
3: Florence was the most beautiful city because there they have the I mean they've had thousands of years to perfect it and plus they they have far more people and four far less land, but. You go into these cities and they're all plazas. There's no cars. The cars yeah. are all on the outside. Yeah. You go to uh, you know all the cities, France, uh, uh, Italy. It's beautiful.
1: What I really liked is uh, when he was talking. He started talking with his hands. <laughs> yeah. His <laughs> yeah. Started going on like crazy. I, I really enjoyed that. I think
3: I got. Uh, I think Volkswagen's got its month worth already. <laughs> our next uh, our next guest is waiting, so I should go get him. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good.
2: Thompson, you've seen the show? I have. A couple of times? A couple of times. Okay. Studio, what do you think of our studio? It's good. You okay with it?
3: That's Bennett, that's
2: Greg, that's Mike, that's Bill. You know Chris? <laughs> yes, I do.
3: We met uh, during, uh, well, we met a, f- a couple times, but I think the time I talked to you the most was just recently where um, uh, we did a tour. Uh, a couple people from work did a tour of the Mustard Seeds uh, Outreach Center at 181 West Victoria Street, mm-hmm. and I wrote a column about it, and I thought it was uh, amazing um, what you what you guys do there that the Great Unwashed don't know you do there, from a men's recovery center to a woman's shelter to 7,000 meals a month. What mm-hmm. else is, is going on there that the public doesn't know but should know?
0: Oh,
4: wow. Um, well, I think the, the biggest thing is, is that one of the biggest pieces that we function by is that we really believe in the detox and recovery side of things. Mm-hmm. And so we really try to, in our day room, is kind of the hidden jewel, um, you, you, you would have seen it where… Yes, yeah, right in the front there. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, a bunch of tables and, and people sit and have coffee, mm-hmm. uh, they play games. What we're trying to do is really is to build the trust. Because if you can build the trust with the folk, then you start to hear their stories. And if you can start to hear their stories, maybe we can find the pieces that we can help them and, and maybe get them back on the track of that they should have been on in the first place. So that's really the, the key, and from there, you know, it's, it would depend on if, if maybe we understand that there's some trauma that we can help, we can find one of our counselors can help with. Maybe uh, Maybe it's one of our advocates, they just don't have the funds to get a house or, or a place to rent or live or whatever that might look like. Right. So really that's, that's the focus that we try to aim at is, is how do we help the people go from a, and basically, you know, being alive to having a life. Thriving from life to thriving. I exactly. know
3: the one thing when we were uh, touring the, the Mustard Seed, that's the one thing, the advocates you have, they're amazing. They they, they they connect people to housing, to government supports, to all this other stuff, and they're, they're working hard. And the one thing in the day room I notice uh, at the end, we hang out there for a bit, is these people have hard lives they have yes. trauma but you can hear this is like a respite and you can hear laughter at those tables yes. and they're and they're laughing and it's not like that's but you would think that because people in the media and we we, we write about this stuff from from a negative point of, from a consequential point of view but you see and you talk to so i talked to this one tall guy there and he was telling <laughs> jokes and um... he had a coffee not a mcdonald's coffee but he had a yep. coffee <laughs> yes. and um... and then he was talking to some people and it's just it just it's it's not weird but it's nice to see everyday conversation and laughter from people who probably have challenges I can't even begin to imagine. So it's mm. cool.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Nice. You know, when, One of the things as part of the day room, what we really try and do is to get to know their names, their first names. And, and so, so not just they, tall guy. Not just tall guy. It's okay. He hasn't been around as long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: he was a tall guy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. And, but I promise you, one of my staff would know his actual name. I oh, guarantee it. I think
3: they introduced him, uh, yeah. but it was so many people yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So
4: I mean, and, and that's a big piece of that trust is that as they walk in the door, they actually get to hear their name called. Yes. And when you think about it, where does a homeless person hear their name? Yes. Really, right? I mean, they're usually told, "Get out of here," yeah. hey, you, you, you know, "Move, move on,", on yes. you know, whatever.
3: Well, I know who knew his name. It was Dieter the cook. Dita knows everybody's names, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) What does
2: it do to you and how challenging is it when you are kind of following somebody on a journey and they have a setback, you know, uh, does that affect you personally?
4: No, it it doesn't. I mean, I guess, you know, I I mean, probably deep down, sure, it does. Um, I I want everyone to succeed and, and do well in that area. But that's part of an addict's life. You know, if you can go maybe three days this time, and and we can help you get back to that spot again and maybe next time it's a week maybe next time it's a month maybe next time and before you know it maybe you're free
2: yeah West Victoria Street it's kind of a lightning rod for opinion controversy (laughs) Um, what needs to change what what would you like to see happen
4: what would I like to see happen well the biggest thing that that to me would make a large difference is is to have additional detox and recovery areas Um, a lot of the, the folk, when you talk to them, they aren't happy in the life they're in. They don't want to be there, a lot of them. There are a few that do. But the majority of them, the reason they take drugs is, is not to get high, it's, it's to numb the pain and to get away and get a respite from what's bothering them. So I mean, if, if we were able to uh, you know, get, get more people into a recovery-based program, and, and there's many different styles of recovery, it's not just one style. Um, we we could I think lessen the amount that are on the street causing the problems. Your um, your outreach center I think has 17
3: rooms upstairs for men right. That's correct in recovery and it's a year program. Some go three six nine a year. That's correct. And uh, the gentleman running it um, uh, has been through it. So it's it's yes. like I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. I know what you're going through. Yes. So those 17 rooms, if we you're saying if we were to extra, expo- extrapolate that and to have uh, some of those all over town like th- that kind of program it would make a big difference. But of course it's money, it's energy, it's time and it's all that.
4: It's it's a lot of different things and, and a lot of it um, too it revolves around public and, and you know we all understand the NIMBYism thing yep. that goes yep. around these Where do days they go, that kind of thing. exactly but the thing that people I think really need to understand is that what, what you see in our day room and out front that most people drive by and I think just kind of go oh yeah that's that place mm-hmm. like you say don't realize what's happening in the backgrounds mm-hmm. but when you make that if you put them into a recovery program and and it's an abstinence based program or, or one that you know they use suboxone or one of those drugs that it's just mediates what that does is, is it changes the whole demographic in that area because now they're not out looking at doing theft and they're not looking to make money to get their drugs. They're not, there's a lot of things change and at that point they become much more like regular people in society. It takes you know three to five, six months to get brain fog out of a person who has been on drugs for a long length of time. Is there anything that's bothering you about the perception of
2: the social discord I guess the social issues um, generally is there anything that bothers you about the the perception
4: I mean there's probably a lot of things that <laughs> that bother me but it's it's not that I think a lot of it is just people don't understand and have the education to understand some of it and and right now we we do we are working with a broken system you know there's a lot of people that are on the streets that literally have nowhere to go you know like It's wonderful to say to people, you know, you you need to leave here and go. Where? Where can they go? We don't have enough places that we can get them. There's broken places like, uh, you know, um, day one used to be Phoenix Center. They've got the Detox Center. They've got a waiting list to get in. Mm -hmm. And if you go through your, you know, five to ten day program and you come out of Detox, you're ready for recovery. Most of the recovery programs are full. You know, our 17-bed program, I could double it and still have a waiting potentially list still have a waiting yeah. list. Yeah. You know, so there, there's gaps. And if you, if you, you go and you, you phone to get into recovery or to detox, that may take you a week. Well, in that week, you've probably relapsed. Yeah. You absolutely. know, and if, if you do come out of detox and you can't get straight into recovery, if it's one day, you've probably relapsed and now you can't get back into the program for me back to square one exactly there's there's this bit of a churning mill going on
3: okay another uh, issue I want to talk to you about and this is because I want to highlight it because it's it's a good news thing and um, it's your uh, extreme weather emergency shelter in partnership with the Kamloops Alliance Church Mm -hmm. north end of Overlanders bridge I mention this because you've been to council I think at least twice and the first time you were there, you were reporting on how it's going after it was running for a few weeks, and from all accounts that I I, I have heard, it's 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 a it's it's wonderful. Uh, the neighbors were consulted, which was a big thing, I think. Yes. Tell them what's happening here. Here's what you can expect. If there's any problems, call this number. That kind of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people have used it used it, and I think it was Michael Riley or one of the councilors said, it sounds like that's a template that all shelters should operate by. We'd have much less problems in town. Just briefly, how does that shelter run and what makes it run well?
4: Um, I I think there's a lot of components. Um, Yeah, we've got, you know, the the engagement process that we used um, was really to understand what were the concerns in the neighborhood before you opened. Before we opened, yeah, yeah we uh, we we spent we sent out uh, I can't remember 100 150 letters. Um, we myself and and the two pastors actually went around and visited every business that was within that that three block area, and had conversations with them also. Mm-hmm. And then we invited everybody back um, to a, a community night, and we had two community open houses in the church so that they could kinda of understand how we were gonna do it and right. what it was going to look like and kind of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean to be expected some of the meetings were not pleasant mm-hmm. from, from where I sit yeah because there were a lot of pointed questions mm-hmm. yeah. but the important thing was to that I needed to understand what it is that they felt was needed to make it successful and one of the one of the biggest things was the transportation point so that people weren't walking back and forth through their neighborhood all day. So we managed to come up with a, a, a way of bringing people to the shelter and then in the mornings we take them and we take them out of the shelter so they don't actually walk in that area. And the second part was what happens the rest of the time at night. And so we proposed that we would take one of our teams in our van and every hour at mixed interval times. Um, we go out and we drive the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even drive up Tronquil because at 3 o'clock in the morning there's been a few times where, you know, minus 27 you find somebody under a blanket and yeah. the blanket's stiff. Yeah. And so you just, we've got the van there, we can say, look, do you want to come? Yeah. And uh, it, that's, that's been great. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing was is that it was not always easy to have those conversations early. <clears throat> but if you listen to them and you can understand and there is something you can do well, why wouldn't you do it and and make it just simpler
3: and easier proactive rather than reactive and I think part exactly. of the problems with a couple of other shelters in town was that they were they were um, they were uh, decided upon and then after the fact the neighbors were told "Well, this is going here and that got their backs up a little yes. bit yeah
4: absolutely yeah and, and you know I understand that yeah I think we too.
2: all do yeah final thoughts anything
4: you want to share with us Anything, wow. <laughs> where's <What is> yours? <laughs> Music, sports? you drive a Volkswagen? No, I drive a MINI, actually. Oh. But, um, I mean, final thoughts. I mean, the, the biggest thing to me is just saying thank you to the, our city. Kamloops has got some of the biggest hearts, even though, yes, there's, there's issues and there's problems going on. Um, to me, if we can get people around the table, then we can agree on things and, and talk about a path forward. It's not always going to be pleasant. But that's what we need to do. We need to talk about how we can do better with what we're doing. And, and you know, West Victoria is that way. Uh, Tronquille Corridor is that way. There's, there are things that I believe we can do, and they're the right things to do. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll be in front of council again near not too far distant future, giving a wrap-up as yeah. to the emergency shelter and, you know, what we learned from it as well. And so you get uh,
3: next year, if it opens again, you, you learn from from what didn't go well, and you build upon what went well, and that's the way you do it. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Exactly.
2: Awesome. Well, thanks for being at our table. This was pleasant. You're very,
4: much. you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank,
2: Thank you. Course. LED. LED. Photo. That's Leah Turner. Mike, are you at the stage where? the pandemic seems like a long time ago to you
1: uh no I still feel the uh when I do events and stuff like that I still feel like uh there's that whole thing it's still fresh and coming up again yeah uh and our business has changed a lot uh since and we're doing a lot of streaming a lot of video stuff um so I was just thinking about this yesterday we were in Kelowna and uh, that exact uh thing was going on so
2: well what about do you have moments where you're just like super excited that you can do these things again.
1: Yeah, yeah, like there's, I'm in an event and things are going really great and and it's exciting and and I'm like, this is great. I'm happy that we're able to do this. Or even just walking around going into somewhere without having a mask on. So yeah, yeah, I still feel it, yeah.
2: Chris, on your phone there. Or Just checking a message here. Control. I was, you know,
3: I was going to check something that has uh,
2: relevance to this thing here. Oh, oh. and that uh, here? that's the buddies chat group right there. No. <laughs> that's Pipes from Abbotsford and Daryl and Shabighead <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, I was gonna,
3: I was gonna say this. Uh, I can't find the bloody thing, but there's a kid who, um, who ran into, um, yeah, he ran into Ali uh, D at, sh- at the at the show and he at the at the meet and he sent me some photos.
2: Oh yeah, I have to get back
3: to the kid, and I have a million. I can't even find them. He's
2: a Valley View secondary student.
3: Yeah, and he sent some photos, and he and I was supposed. I haven't got back to him yet because it's been busy. But he's an aspiring, or he's a photographer. He's a good photographer, and he sent some photos like this. I wasn't sure if that was the kids or LEDs because he sent some. He sent a whole bunch. I looked at a couple. I got to get back to him. Yeah, LEDs mentoring him. Um, we could run some of his stuff maybe. Well, but, LED uh,
2: said he's going away at some point, I think after the memorial cup and
3: Yeah, and and it's uh the kids photos are pretty good. They yeah. they they're like like this and I was just going to grab his name. I think it's John. I can't remember James. Um anyway, um, he was at the uh at the and that's like another thing. That's LED and KTW helping out yeah. the young people. It's kind of cool. My whole point
2: for the question to Mike there was that's how I left feeling um Macile just kind of talking to these kids. I was a little bit tired and just their energy was kind of like, uh, I don't know, osmosis, I guess. It was just like, man, these kids are, what they went through in the pandemic and how happy they are to have these events back. And um, the Long Blades went hard times. Like their membership dipped heavy. Plummeted. Plummeted. And they're still kind of working their way back up. And having these events are huge because people even just at Macau can walk by and see these kids skating and, oh, that looks kind of cool. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And these three kids I talked to, it's Patrick Gu, Leah Turner, and Sylvie Lloyd. They are basically lifers, they've been at the club forever. Um, And I interviewed them and you can watch that tape right now.
5: I love it because I've been skating since I was just a little kid, like since I could walk basically, I grew up in this club, my mom started the club. Uh, But it always feels good when we're able to put on a good meet at home, show off the nice facility we have. I think the first thing about speed skating is that you get to race
6: and it's just super exciting just skating around on the ice really fast. This is
2: Leah Turner. (laughs) <laughs> you just won your heat, how did you feel up
5: there? Uh, pretty good, I was kind of dying, but I didn't know where she was behind me and I wanted top two and I'm like why not win the race, so I just went with it. We got some really cool new equipment for electronic timing this year, so it's really nice to be able to show that off at a big competition. Um, we have really amazing officials who have been in our sport and in our club for a really long time too. So it's just like, we feel really proud when we get to host a competition here and it's uh, nice to be able to perform well at home as well. Uh, but also,
6: you get to meet lots of great people, so that goes for the my teammates in the club. We can work together and get faster together, but also uh, today at the BC Short Track Championships, we've got people from all over BC and it's really great talking to everyone.
5: Uh, it's great to be back because you know, we had a couple of years with no competitions and had to rebuild the club and now we're to the point where we're able to host some big competitions again it's really exciting
6: so the pandemic was really tough for I think all speed skaters and for myself during the 2019 2020 season it was the first year that I qualified for the BC short track but unfortunately it got cancelled which was kind of demotivating some tough times, like a lot-
5: during
2: the pandemic. Yeah. How nice is it to see it kind of bouncing back and to be able to host
5: these kind of events again? It's definitely nice to see is like I've been here for like 10 years and stuff and definitely that was a bit of a hard time and we lost a lot of skaters, especially the young guys. But getting some of the younger ones in provincials and just seeing so many skaters out there and. So many new ones too come to the sport is amazing to see.
6: I know lots of people in my club had to quit skating because of the pandemic and from the other clubs as well, but we've been able to keep some old friends and make new friends as well. And so it's really refreshing to see everyone again, see how much everyone's grown and improved. And it's really great racing here today
5: the joy in the skaters to actually like, be back with their friends and, you know, testing each other's speed again and everything. So yeah, it's, re- it's really great.
6: My parents are here watching me today and uh, so it's a really great experience to be able to race in Kamloops. Do you feel like the long
2: blades and speed skating get enough attention here in Kamloops from- Folks like myself in the media or could we do a better job?
5: Uh, we could always have more attention for sure. We've got a lot of really good up and coming skaters to watch out for that are gonna be performing well on the national level in the coming years. And, and we just have a really amazing recreation program too. It's a sport for everybody, all ages, all levels. And it's great for the community to actually see us in the media and remember that we exist because we're a lower profile sport. A lot of people just only see us in Olympic years or whatever, so it's really good for the club. I'm sure we'll get a few new members of people passing by, seeing the racing and saying, hey, that's kind of cool. I think I'd like to do that. Um, so
6: I'm actually graduating early from high school. And so I'm, I'm planning to work in uh, software development. Where are you going to go to university? Still not decided where I want to go yet. I'm looking at UBC, Toronto, and Waterloo right now, uh, but still have to decide. So it sounds like you have good grades. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Scholarship offers, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, at at school. uh, my other interest, other than speed skating, is I really enjoy solving math problems and computer programming. Right, so that's why you're going to get into
2: software. Yeah. And make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. Good Thank job. You. Appreciate it.
5: The kind of age and going to university now, it's a lot, but I wouldn't be here if I did enjoy it. So the community is so great. I love it here. We're a really welcoming uh, club and really welcoming sports. service. Something for everybody,
2: for sure. You sound like the club president.
5: (laughs) I love to be an advocate for this sport.
3: It really is a great,
2: positive environment. Okay, that's your time.
3: Appreciate it. Good job. That was fun. Thank you. Any thoughts there? My son learned to skate at that club (coughs) at the long blades. Yep, he wasn't doing the speed skating, but during the speed skating, they had learned to skate when he was five or six, and uh, at the end of the ice there, at that very rink. I- Olympic
2: ice. Do you remember kind of the parent group and yeah. hanging out and chatting? Yeah, they were they, great. That, that didn't make the final cut, but they talked about how it's kind of neat for the parents. They to- were great.
3: They're all, all all groups there. In fact, one one of the parents and she didn't have skates, but my son could barely stand up, so they picked him up and carried him to the and put him <laughs> down, and he got up. And then and then about it was an eight week course, and they would carry him the first two weeks because he was like, I think, four or five. Uh, and then by the, week eight, he was skating back and forth. And he went on to play minor hockey. He was a goaltender. Yeah, yeah. played minor hockey. And um, if it wasn't for the canvas Long Blades, he'd probably be uh, up to no good. And Peter Puck when he used to... Peter
2: Puck. Chop. Guys in the head. <laughs> well, yeah,
3: yeah. He hits someone over the head because he saw it in a hockey game, and he thought that's what
2: he was supposed to do. That's when he was five or six. That was, uh, yeah, interesting. Patrick Goo, He he's like a like a genius, Tickle Me Elmo or something. Yeah. He's just this. The most, guy like Guy Smiley from uh, Sesame Street. He's just he's so, so infectious. He's, he's, he's just so happy. Pull the string and he solves like quantum theory problems. What, what a nice kid, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. just nice kids. And Sylvie Lloyd spoke so well. And yeah. Leah Turner. I just thought, man, these kids are like uh, yeah great. valedictorians and geniuses. And see, the world's not all dark. And, and gloomy, Marty. This is this is some you're, positive you're stuff right here. It's good stuff. That's very good. I, I, I like that. <laughs> All right, let's wrap the show. Any thoughts from you? I thought you'd push back a little bit more on my calling you out for uh, work things, but not much there.
3: Well, it is what it is. I mean, we're talking about stuff that 99.9% of the people either don't care about or don't know about. So it's you bitching about work again because it's like, oh, look at me. Like it's like it's like, a, it's like I'm putting you in the salt mine or the coal mine or something. You're like a teacher. Just
2: relax, you, man. You, just your relax. attitude Your
3: attitude's off today. I can <laughs> just, tell. You're on your phone. You're just you're, relax. So no, everything's good. Everything's something good. something at home. No, everything's great. I played. I curled last night. Curled quite well. My How many plate, beers? Uh, had well, we shared one 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 jug afterwards upstairs in the curling club? And you shared one
2: wine bottle to your dome. No, I, I got
3: home and my lovely wife was there with the dog, and we watched a couple of shows. And I had two glasses of wine, and then I went to bed quite early, 11:30, 12, and then. Uh, Got up at 6:30, walked the dog, and then went into work because, of course, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep this uh, machine rolling.
2: Yeah, the and vultures. There's yeah,
3: lots going on. That's all. Lots going on, and um, I'm actually looking forward because tonight I got some, my wife's working late till eight, and I and I have. Uh, She's bringing home the
2: bacon as she always does. I can't I'm Bachelor thinking, Rites.
3: you know, tonight I have one of the few nights that I have nothing going on, and I might go home and just relax and watch. The Whitecaps and this Honduran club. Because I'm not a huge soccer fan, right? More so than Mike, but not as much as but you. Do you love
2: Vancouver sports.
3: I love Vancouver sports. I love the Whitecaps going way back yeah. to the 79 soccer your Carl Valentine's we'll your best, best friend. Carl Valentine's my Kevin Hector, the greatest Whitecap of all time. And that's why I like Darby County and the Tony championship. Tony Waiters, you love Tony there's Waiters. There's a connection there. Peter so, Beardsley. Peter Beardsley. Oh, Willie Johnson. I mean, Willie Johnson, when he was playing in 1978, they are playing in, this, in San Jose. Oh. And he was going to take a corner kick. Oh my God, and, Mike. And then... Uh, What about
1: Johnny Campbell? No, a fan offered uh, him. A
3: fan uh, offered him. uh, uh, He had a glass of beer, so he went over, swigged the beer, corner kick, kick, corner kick, and they scored. Yeah, (laughs) Willie Johnson. We should show it on. (laughs) We
2: Willie Johnson. I will. I'll bring that up. It's so good. Preparing for a corner kick that could win it. Never being one to refuse a generous offer, and first things first.
1: Chug a lug, chug a lug,
4: make you wanna holler. 10-10, 10-10, there's
3: a goal. Peter Daniel got his first goal of the year. Mike so, Jack um, Bell
2: is going to, he's going to yeah, love this. But part. the
3: point is, I'm going to, I, I'm looking, it's the little, when you get old and, and, and there's nothing to look forward to anymore, the little things like <laughs> going home tonight, grabbing it's a six-pack, six putting some ste- steaks on it, you're by yourself, because I love being by myself, I got my dog, and I'm going to watch this game, and I'm, I'm going to put a phone Turn away. Turn your phone off, because the These yeah.
2: chat groups chat like no, all
3: day today, I'm going to focus, and, and here's the neat thing, this is going to the weeds a bit, I'm really interested to see how the how the white Whitecaps uh, adapt to a Honduran style of play, which is totally different from what they're used to in North America. Well,
2: the Hondurans are going to sit back yes, and play nine that's back that's right. They're
3: going to play that boring flop on the <laughs> ground kind of game. But I, I think if they, anyway, if they attack and they get them going, they're going to have to get them coming forward, and then it's going to The Caps need opens. to win
2: because they're going to go to Honduras. Well, and the there's going to be goals, flares and things on uh, the field. Urine. They
3: throw bags urine. of urine at people down there. And... Away goals are worth two, so yeah. you, double. So you gotta you gotta give up nothing and you have to go crazy on the road.
2: I think I wonder if Fanny's
3: just gonna push. You can see I would he, push because that's
2: how they play, and then they have to they have to come up and then you exploit them. And he gave a little pregame tidbit. He wants yes. to fire the guys up. Yes. I don't think they're gonna I think they're gonna be attack. 3-1 white caps. 3-1 cap. Hey, let's do a best stamp doesn't sponsor us anymore, but let's, let's do, do a bet. bet. Well I I I I'm taking the I'll take the caps two-one. So if we get the score line right. 20 um you buy me a case of club car. So you say 3-1 I say 2-1 and the, the the score has to be exact yeah. otherwise the bet's null and void. That's off. Okay.
1: Or, or if it's over that I win.
2: <laughs> if they win by if they win by if they win 4-1 or more I you know, win. If they win by 3 goals or more Mike wins. And if Honduras wins we'll split it between the rest of them over here. Okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> I like
2: that. Okay that's it for the show today we are at 375 subscribers that's we're good. almost at 400 subscribers so thanks to everybody involved we can't do it without talk oh, Gordy Gordy was so excited he fell down there um, Gord Stevens Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center we can't do it without them they're benevolent they always have been Volkswagen Terry Lowe thanks for coming on board Melody Cregan uh, snow day club car Thank you. New Very distillery, crisp. I hear, coming up in uh, the flats. summer, please. Yeah. And Mike McDonald's,
1: bop, 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 bop.
2: the new chicken Big Mac for Chris, for Bennett, for Greg, the engineer, for Magic Mike and Bill. We'll see you last week.
0: Last. Last.